Today is September 30th, 2020. This is episode 39 of Back to Normal. So let's get started. So today I am going to uh, talk about a topic that was in the news as of last night, which is just something that I cannot not talk about. Um, There's not really much else going on in my world right now. Um, We're just kind of in a holding pattern waiting for my wife to have a child. And like, you know, work is chugging along. And I am well aware that there's a presidential election going on south of the border. I mean, kind of right now because people are voting already by mail in huge numbers. Um, But then there's this debate, man. And I was, I first of all, I was not going to watch it. Um, and I did not watch it. Um, but I did follow along and kind of I'm looking, <laughs> we'll say, we'll see, but um, I'm going to use the phrase looking forward to watching a recap. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to understand in more detail what's going on um, or what went on with that debate. But um, I feel like I have a pretty good handle on the things that happened um, from clips and quotes that I heard. And mostly what I want to talk about, first of all, I mean, right away we can set aside um obviously all the headlines that i've read so far about the debate all the news headlines and and like tweets from news organizations talking about like the two presidential candidates trade barbs and trade interruptions during a heated debate uh, which is just stupid <laughs> because just realistically i'm going to get into why i think that's so stupid in this particular case um but often journalists and headline writers will be um will try to remain objective by not actually describing what happens. Like, car runs off road and hits person. And, like, that makes it seem like an accident when actually driver wasn't paying attention. They were on their phone and, like, crashed off this, the road. Um, it actually was kind of like that. Um, so I, I wanted to discuss these presidential debates in general and then talk about a few specifics after the fact. Um, so first of all, my very first thing, which I said, I said this in 2016 over and over again, every time, because last time, so in 2016, I watched the debates. I think I watched all three. Um, it was a little easier. We didn't have a kid at the time and my bedtime was a little bit later than it is. I, there was no way I was going to watch the debate simply because it started at nine and probably was going to go until at least 1030. Um, and so I said this in 2016, the, I don't understand because when you are, when you have a debate and one of the people is incapable of shutting up um you need to go into that debate knowing that that person's not going to shut up because they don't because they can't and the simplest possible solution to this people were talking as though this is impossible but the moderator of the debate needs a set of mute switches they need one mute switch for each person um the moderator is the person who should have ultimate control and if the if one of the participants refuses to cede control of the the speaking rod, so to speak, they need to be held accountable for that and they need to be blocked from speaking. It's it's so simple. And people were talking on Twitter last night and saying, you know, you can't just have mute. You can't like mute the one person when the other person's talking because then suddenly it's down to the person working the soundboard to be like on control and then both parties can just accuse that person of bias and all this um in a debate there are strict rules for speaking and usually punishments for not following them but this was like the nba and where interruption 
was like the three step rule. And it's just it was just insane to try to like it was painful to follow the people that were watching. Because like I said, I am not going to watch that. I watched them all last time and it did nothing. Watching them did not help. Made it worse. Um, so I don't I don't think that there should be a guy on the soundboard that's sitting there fiddling with the levels of the people. But the moderator needs two buttons that that allow the person or one of the two people to talk. And like, I mean, there, I'm not saying there aren't multiple ways to solve this with mute switches, but that's that's the way I would do it. I would give Chris Wallace two mute switches. One, I, I mean, these should be mute. Honestly, they should be mute first. They should say, OK, sir, you have two minutes to talk. And at that point, they press the button, which activates the microphone for that person. And so the, the other person over there on the other side of the stage can talk all they want. But all you're going to hear is the person that you want to talk and then maybe a tiny like if the person is yelling, trying to get heard, maybe you would hear them. But like they were doing this side by side shot of like close ups of each of them. And if you just imagine how different it would be if Trump wasn't sitting there interrupting, but like because you couldn't hear him, but he was still talking and just silently, like just mouthing words. Can you imagine how dumb he would sound? And then Biden wouldn't feel the need to do the same. It would have been such a more civil debate and Trump would have looked like the idiot that he was. Oh my God, I can't imagine how frustrating that would have been to have to deal with that. Um, so mute switches. Yes, that is the very first thing. Say you have two minutes to talk, start a clock like I'm, I hope they had. And honestly, hit that button that lets them talk. And then let them talk for two minutes and not the other person. And then say, okay, your turn to respond. Let go of that button. Push the other button. It's so, it's so simple. And I honestly, the number of people requesting it this time is much higher than the number of people requesting it last time. They, <laughs> a mute switch is literally table stakes if you can't follow the rules of a debate. And it's clear that this person cannot do that. And I'm going to talk right now about why I am specifically calling out Donald Trump for not being able to follow the rules and not both candidates because it was not both candidates refusing to follow the rules. Oh, my God, that was so frustrating to, to just see people reacting helplessly to um, at home because the moderator was useless. If you are in a debate where somebody is being uncivil, as was the case right off the bat with this debate, Donald Trump was being uncivil. He was not having a proper debate. And the moderator either cannot control that person or enforce the rules or decorum or refuses to do so. Whether Chris Wallace was intentionally doing like just letting Donald Trump say whatever he wanted or whether he literally tried, which seems like it was the case, tried and failed to contain this person. Um, you absolutely cannot just let them do it as, a, as the debate opponent. The rules change at that moment that the moderator refuses to step in. The rules change. You cannot. You can no longer live by the rules of of a debate that has proper decorum and and any actual rules or guidelines or politeness in the uh, I assume in the Kamala Harris and Mike Pence debate, there's not going to be this overtalk because both of them are civil people and they're capable of having a civil debate. They can talk about ideas. They can still lie, but they can talk about ideas and they can talk about the question that's actually been asked and not just, oh my God. Ooh. So the analogy that I came up with here is picture a game of chess. You're playing a game of chess in some kind of competitive tournament and 
So presumably there's a camera on you. There's some kind of referee sitting there. And <laughs> honestly, this analogy is so ridiculous, but this is, this is a perfect analogy for what happened. Um, one player of the two just starts teleporting the queen around the board. So they're like, okay, uh, I take my queen from here and I move it across to put the board five spaces to the left and three spaces to the right, uh, or three spaces, five spaces ahead, three spaces to the right. And I take your pawn and the other player, the other competitor looks over to the referee and goes, um, that's not a legal move. And the referee goes, Hey, I'm not, I'm not here to set the rules of chess. I'm staying out of this. It sounds so ridiculous when you say it like this, but this is what happened. And so the guy goes, all right, well, I'm going to try. I'll try and play chess, I guess. This guy is, is, has already completely flagrantly broken the rules um, that we've kind of agreed upon here. And so he goes and continues and moves his pawn up. And because they just started this game like two seconds ago. And the other player, this player who has already teleported his queen in a way that is not a legal move. And goes over and teleports the queen again and takes that other pawn that that uh, was just moved. And uh, Vice President Joe Biden, the other chess player, says, um, are you going to like this is not we're not playing chess anymore. We're just we're just randomly moving things around. We're just doing whatever we want. And the referee gets up and goes and gets a sandwich because there's no rules anymore. Um, and at this point. The Joe Biden chess player has two options. He can either start breaking the same rules, start teleporting his queen around and, and doing all kinds of random things that are not chess, or he can sit there and two moves later, the Trump player can just teleport his queen over the king and knock it over and say, I won. <laughs> like it's <laughs> if there's no rules, if there's nothing about the the actual decorum of a debate, it's not it's no longer a debate. It's two old people yelling at each other. And I mean, I don't think that makes for entertaining television, but it makes for television that people feel like they have to watch because it's a presidential debate. And honestly, if if Joe Biden didn't do what he did and start trying to match Donald Trump um, kind of rule break for rule break, um, he was just going to lose the debate because he refused to engage Donald Trump in something that is not a debate. Um, honestly, what they should do. <laughs> What would be way more representative of Donald Trump's actual skill set is they should both get their have their Twitter accounts at the ready and just start sending out sending out tweets. And the winner of the tweet bait should be whoever can get the most likes from their base. That would be way more representative of Donald Trump's skill set. Honestly, if you try if you go around trying to say that that Donald Trump won that debate. I, I mean, I don't even think there's a, there's a winner to be declared. But if you if the winner is the person who um didn't cheat immediately then the winner is joe biden like there's no there's no way around this and any headline that says other like any headline that says oh this was both people being uncivil in a debate like you know <laughs> that would be like that would be like looking at the game of chess i described objectively and saying i mean both people cheated in this game so you can't really blame the person the one person who cheated you have to blame both they both cheated <laughs> it would be ridiculous and it would be funny if it wasn't deadly serious and like honestly we're at the point now that the actual content of the debate the debate in large part doesn't matter because like when the format of a debate is so broken it doesn't you you're anyone that was sitting there trying to learn and understand the platforms of both people like people who might not 
who might be undecided just out of apathy so far, because if you're undecided and you follow politics in any way over the last six years, let's say, um, like, how are you not decided? It doesn't make any sense. Um, you're not learning anything. Nobody is learning anything in this debate. Um, everything that happened is just reinforcing something that was already known by everybody. Um, the one other thing that I want to say to wrap up is uh, genuinely, I feel like the most atrocious moment is obviously Donald Trump being given the opportunity to condemn white supremacy and white supremacists and having a specific group named and then telling them to stand back and stand by. Oh, being asked to condemn somebody and asking them to like gather and wait. Can you imagine the feeling that you would get being in that group to have your message and your goals validated by the commander in chief? Like America, I, I mentioned this in the Civil War episode. America is fundamentally broken and is not going to last much longer. Um, I think electing Joe Biden might help, but it's it's broken. There's like a 40% floor on Donald Trump's support, no matter what he does. And all it's doing is exposing the bare wires, the bare roots of white supremacy in this country. And if it wasn't clear that Donald Trump supported white supremacists and did, in fact did not disavow them at all, um, if it wasn't clear before, it is super, super clear now on a national live stage that millions of people were watching. Um, he gave white supremacists a literal call to arms. It was literally stand by. I will give you further instructions at a later date and time. That's what stand by means. Not stop. <laughs> stand by. That is literally like the fact that the audience for that message was not just white supremacists, but everybody. That message to them is terrorism. It's literally meant, it's designed to instill fear in the general population based on the potential future actions of a group of people that is known to be violent and known to be hateful. It, it's inexcusable. That alone should be disqualifying, and that alone is grounds, in my opinion, for impeachment. It's just not okay. Calling what happened last night a, a debate, much less a presidential debate, is a gross injustice. And, like, honestly, it makes the term debate meaningless. Like, it, it, it ruins the concept of debates in existing. I don't have too much more to say about this so-called debate, but honestly, like... It's so frustrating. And there's two more of these. And then the vice presidents have to debate. The vice presidential nominee and current vice president. My God, I cannot wait for this election to be over. And I, I'm not a religious person, but I pray that America sees some sense or enough people see sense to make some changes. Because, my God, I usually end these episodes with a cheery see you tomorrow. But oof, I'm going to have to try to find a later topic to talk about tomorrow. Anyways, thanks for listening. Bye.